oh, what was that song called where it, you look happy and healthy. It sounds without me. Like a dance. Oh my gosh. I'll get like there eventually. Like a dance sociopath. I cry and spend the night. Good for you. <laughs> And I'm Maddie. Welcome to Maddie Breakdowns, where we break down various games, hang out, have fun, and help you find new games to play. Today, we're going to talk about High on Life. We're going to start by sharing a short description of the game, talk a little bit about how it's made and its critical reception and who made it. And then in the second half, we're going to deep dive on the game itself, our experience playing through it to the end, and then closing if we recommend it and who we recommend it to. Okay, with that, let's shoot aliens. <laughs> no, let's do it. <laughs> okay, or let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, uh, so this week, like Maddie said, we are playing High on Life. So I'm going to do the little intro for what High on Life is. If you guys haven't seen it yet, and it's been kind of all over social so you might have already seen it already it is from the creators of rick and morty a shooter game where you have aliens land on earth they are attempting to use earthlings as Mm -hmm. drugs Mm -hmm. which is about as weird as it sounds yep and you smoking them (laughs) they're smoking them but it looked less like smoking, more like sucking. The, I don't know. It is just as weird as some of the other creations that they've made. So just be mentally prepared for that. It is a first person shooter. It is very, very funny, very comedic. And a quick description from Steam, just so you guys can get how they have been describing their own game. From the mind of Justin Rowland comes High on Life. Humanity is being threatened by an alien cartel who wants to use them as drugs. It's up to you to rescue and partner with charismatic talking guns, take down Gargantuous and his gang, and save the world. Which yeah. is a lot more positive of a description yeah. in the game. Like, it's it's a very normal description yeah. for what I would say was probably the weirdest game I've ever played. Ever? This is a weird game. You've played okay. weirder games than this? I don't know. Ever is a big statement. Okay. Well, I stand by that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maddie, critical reception. All right. So a little bit about who made it, how it was made, critical reception. Hi, folks. Editor Maddie here. Just wanted to step in before we continue to this section. We recorded this before the news got out about Justin Roiland's domestic abuse arrest and charges. We wanted to give a little context because the the discussion that we have does not include anything about these charges. Really disheartening to continue to see high-level men in the industry behave this way, but we still wanted to post this episode because... 
a lot of people at Squanch Games that aren't just in Rolin worked really hard on this game. And we also are linking to some organizations in the show notes that support victims of domestic abuse. So you can visit and donate if you are so inclined. Okay. I actually have a good amount for this. So Who Made It? High on Life was created and published by the publisher and studio Squanch Games. They've released three other games to date. Uh, One is Trevor Saves the Universe. I think that was their other one that's Mm -hmm. like the most known. Mm -hmm. But they also have released two earlier ones. Dr. Spalorky presents (laughs) Space Heroes and a game that's just called Accounting. I thought that, did they not also make the Rick and Morty video game? Wasn't there a VR Rick and Morty game? No, they didn't make Pocket Mortys. Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that on their website at least. So I was going based off their website. Squanch Games, the CEO is Justin Roiland. So he's kind of the creative head of Rick and Morty fame. So Mm. he is the co- author of Rick and Morty with Dan Harmon. Squanch Games does not have anything to do with Dan Harmon. Justin Roiland kind of went off on his own and did this. Kind of story behind the studio is he had been wanting to make a video game and he'd been really interested Mm -hmm. in video games as a medium for comedic stories. And he met a woman named Tanya Watson, who I stalked her LinkedIn. (laughs) You look so excited. (laughs) I am excited. I've never heard of her before. And it's this badass like co-founder of this video game studio and publisher that's actually pretty big now. And her name is Tanya Watson. And she started at Microsoft Game Studios. (gasps) Oh, that's so fun. As a tester, like as a quality tester. That's so cool. I think. Please don't quote me on that. (laughs) Tanya, if you're listening, she worked in the quality of studios like call it, yeah the, the quality division which I is think usually I've worked with some of the, we've worked with some of the testers she might be yeah. yeah but i don't know if she was a tester herself or the manager of the mm-hmm. testers probably the manager mm-hmm. but then she worked as a producer for epic and then just had a lot of different roles in the gaming industry finally co-founding this studio with justin roiland mm-hmm. and she did leave the studio in 2021 and is now working at Bad Robot Studios. Oh, Bad Robot, yeah. But I just thought it was cool because it's like, here's this badass female. Well, I don't actually know her. (laughs) But here's this badass female in gaming that's making studios with someone like Justin Roiland, who is very Mm -hmm. popular. And I just thought it was really cool. Did you friend her on LinkedIn? I did not add her on LinkedIn. I'm not unprofessional. I've not worked (laughs) with her. The last thing I have about who worked on the game is the Squanch Games studio website has an our team page Mm. and everyone on the team looks really fun and cool (laughs) and that was the other thing that i wanted to mention (laughs) it they all genuinely look like very cool i was gonna say what do you describe as cool what does looking like a cool person mean no like they their pictures were just fun or funny like one Mm -hmm. guy photoshopped himself shaking obama's hand (laughs) and that was his like employee picture. I love that so much. <laughs> There's about 40 people. So it was like a good size. Yeah, yeah. It seemed more diverse than I'm used to seeing at studios. Hmm. I'm not saying it's it was incredibly diverse, but it did seem more diverse than than I'm used to seeing at studios. That's interesting cuz I don't know why. This is this is probably bad, but in my head I had always kind of assumed that Rick and Morty at least was a very like 
boy thing. That's a terrible yeah. thing to say. No, no, no. And like I watched the first maybe four or five episodes of it a while ago. It just didn't seem like my thing. It seemed it was a thing. And yeah. so I just kind of associated that with in my head because I didn't like it. And so it's kind of nice that the team is more diverse because I, I would have guessed yeah. that it wouldn't have been. So it's funny you say I'm a adult cartoon fan. <laughs> I love adult cartoons. To the max. And my little hipster moment that I'll have is oh my God, DK did you and I like Rick watched and Mo- <laughs> Rick and Morty before it got Our really was cool. <laughs> well, we watched it because we watched Adult Swim a lot. Oh, okay. Like that yeah, was okay. what we did together when we were dating in college. And I don't like what it's morphed into from a cultural yeah. perspective, but I will say I think the show is funny. Okay. How it was made. This one was also really interesting. So mostly it was traditional right. making of a game. But they did do some newer and more controversial stuff with AI. <gasps> That's what I saw on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> So they utilized a program called Mid-Journey AI for some of the artwork. Most of the artwork was done by their in-house artists. And if you go to their staff page, there are Mm -hmm. like full staff artists. But they utilized Mid-Journey AI for the posters that were on walls and stuff Uh and feeding it like dumb combinations of words. And Justin Roiland said in an interview that the reason they wanted to use the AI is that it kind of contributed to the strange alternate universe vibe that they were going for. I can see that. I mean, yeah. 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 I'll link to the article in the show notes. And the article has like example posters. But it's like hero cop. (laughs) <laughs> and whatever the AI came makes up a with, poster yeah. of. Yeah. Interesting. Um, How did, did people like feel meh about that? Well, I think because right now, let me finish one more okay. piece because they also said that they used AI to prototype some of the voices. Oh. And I didn't even know we had that. That's cool. A minor role ended up being voiced by an AI in the actual game. But they were. Are won't you going to make share... me guess which? Oh, no. <laughs> no. They've actually taken the stance that they're not going to share which minor character is voiced Mm. by AI. Interesting. I wonder what the word minor means. Who knows? I'm going to make Some people are speculating it's random background actors. Yeah. Or some people are like, did it actually have a speaking role? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. What do you think? I'm trying to, like, rack my brain. As we talk about it, I'll throw out which one I think it is. I've got two ideas in my head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to spend maybe a beat on the conversation because the reason it was controversial is right now there's a lot of controversy in general around AI and art. Right. Yeah. Specifically. And I think there's some really valid criticism in that. But we both work in AI, and so I'm not as critical as maybe others are. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on kind of in general using AI in this way. I don't know. It's I've been reading a lot about it. And similarly, I've, I've always been the person that was really excited about AI. And to be honest, I think computers are dumb a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody's like, oh my gosh, AI is going to take all the art jobs. I'm like, no, it's not. Look at it. 
But I do think the things have gotten like when Chat and GPT came out, man, that felt it, it felt like a step ahead. And I do wonder at what point, because there's so much information on the internet that it really can get there better than I thought it would. But with that being said, I think with art in particular, it's interesting because art's a lot about how you express yourself and how you put that on a piece of paper mm-hmm. or on a tablet or whatever it is. And a computer, that's not what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you do use different artists as training data, you you could say that it's like using a reference. Like artists use references all the time. But it's a little different when you are literally picking up the exact piece of artwork and putting it in and saying this is an angel, uh, you know, like in a tree. And and then learning that that's what angels and trees look like. It just, it feels a little more wrong to me Mm -hmm. without some form of attribution to the people or some sign off that you're allowed to use their art whether it's like open licensed or whatever it does not feel good when you use copyrighted work to train it it doesn't feel good exactly that's where my line in the sand is that I feel a lot of people who are pro AI art Mm -hmm. don't fully understand is Right now, AI has to be trained by something. Mm-hmm. And when you're training a model by some by utilizing artwork without that person's consent, you mm-hmm. are stealing their art. Oh, totally. It is taking it. It is yeah. you're taking it because what a model does is it takes what it's given and kind of regurgitates it in yeah. a way. Yeah. And yes, in human real world life, you can reference other things and other artists but that's why copyright is very specific Mm -hmm. about what you can and can't do and there's just the the whole olivia rod rodrigo thing did you hear about that was that the um she used a sample of a song or something no it was just that her um oh what was that song called where it you look happy and healthy yeah it sounds without me like a dance. Oh my gosh, I'll get like there. Like a bench. damn sociopath, I cry and spend the night. Good for you. <laughs> we got there at the same time. So, a lot of people were saying "good for you" sounds a lot like Paramore. I mean, it does. And so she had to end up crediting Paramore. Now Paramore gets some of the, the royalties oh, from that song. I didn't realize that that was the outcome of it. Mm-hmm. I do remember that happening, but yep. I didn't. I just assumed it'd be another so like. So her yeah. legal team didn't want to go through the legal battle. of, oh. So they settled and added them as credits mm-hmm. without going through the legal battle. But I've heard some podcasts from musicologists that say they probably would have lost that legal battle. Yeah. Well, so, I was going to say so many songs have the re- repetitive chord structures, but there was a lot of overlap and in it. I don't know. There is fine line, right? But when you don't have a human right to de- delineate, yeah. Yeah. They just do what they they want. Yeah. 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 So, I I draw the line at without consent. There's actually a nonprofit that recently started where artists can look up and see if their artwork has been <sighs> used to train a model. They're trying to get yeah, I, I don't know say, how, how would they know. It, I don't know how advanced they've gotten yet. Because a lot of these are open source, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so I don't know how far it's gotten, but that is something that some artists are starting to try to do to make sure their work's not getting stolen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think in this way, though, it is a cool use because I see the possibility of being able to let people who want to create games mm-hmm. have an opportunity to do that when they don't necessarily have some of the skills. Yeah. 
is a really cool possibility in my head. I think selfishly for me, that is exciting. Mm -hmm. If someday I can make my own dating sim, (laughs) I want to be able to do that. I'm not a coder and I'm not an artist, but I can write and I have good ideas. So, And she has me to code it. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's 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 these possibilities that start to unlock with technology as well yeah. that might also create new, quote unquote, artists. So, you yeah. know, I just wanted to have a little discussion on it. Well, and I will say that there will always be a place for non-AI art. I really totally. have a hard time believing that that would ever be completely gone. Totally sympathize with the artists that are concerned because you have to put so much love and effort into those crafts and it's already mm-hmm. a hard field to be successful in. So I, I really do think that there are lines and we need to figure them out, but it's always hard in tech. I feel like emerging tech always has those lines that become really blurry really fast. Yeah, and it also doesn't help that typically the artists who are getting their work stolen they don't have the they don't have the money yeah to like legally fight it it. yeah totally which is a whole commentary on our legal system that (laughs) we don't have to get into yeah we'll save for a game that has some other commentary on legal (laughs) systems and you'll get that snippet um okay so on to the reception which i also have some good stuff on (laughs) Great. This was a really cool game to read about, honestly, and mm-hmm. and write notes about. So the game was rated 67 on Metacritic, which is oh. more mixed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. The biggest complaint was around the gameplay not being innovative any, in any way and it being a bit repetitive, mm-hmm. like the gameplay itself not mm-hmm. being innovative, if that makes sense, and it being repetitive, and then some reviewers really just hated the humor uh, well, and i of course, copied yeah. it's very subjective right but yeah. i copied a really funny one that i wanted to read do it do it let's do it anyone who isn't i'm gonna <laughs> i can't if you're gonna do that the whole time let's do it <laughs> i can't you signed okay. up for this <laughs> Anyone who isn't thrilled at the idea of having Royland constantly chattering in their ear for a dozen hours straight will likely find the game's incessant need to force itself on the player annoying. With the addition of uncompelling combat, frustrating exploration, and a lack of anything else to offer, High on Life is one of the most annoying, derivative, and slogging experiences in years. Yikes! I love that so much. I don't even know who wrote that. I don't. I didn't write it down. I. I. Okay, but if you aren't a fan of that kind of, you know what that humor is going to be when you walk into the game. Like, but they're they have to review the games, right? If you're right. Okay, that's a good point. If your job is that, and then it doesn't, and you're like, I gotta play this game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the audience score, on the other hand, was 81. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, a lot of people loved it. And then what they were in the news about, and what we know very much about, is that it did surpass. So it came out on Game Pass Mm -hmm. on Xbox, which is the subscription service for those who don't know that Xbox has for video games. And it surpassed Minecraft as the most popular Game Pass game for a week. It was a little while. I can't remember how long. Like a week, which is insane because Minecraft Minecraft. has been the top slot for as long as I can remember. Pretty much forever. Yeah. So that was a really big deal. And a lot of people really loved it, especially I think Game Pass players really loved it. 
So that can lead me to the Steam reception. Mm -hmm. On Steam, it's just very positive, not overly Mm. positive. Yeah. So it's still good. But the most complaints that I saw were just around the $60 price tag and it not being worth that $60 price tag. So it's still being a fun game, Mm -hmm. but for $60 and it being 15 hours. Yeah, I was going to say it was a pretty short game. And when you said that, I don't know that I realized the game was 60 bucks because I just played it on Game Pass. Exactly, right? Because we played it on Game Pass, so we played it for quote unquote free. That was the main complaint. And then the other main complaint was the lack of accessibility features. Oh. And in particular... An FOV slider, field of, field view, of view slider, so and you how can, it was how making far? people nauseous. Oh. Yeah. So with the shaky cam and mm. the small field of view of the, sh- yeah. the shooter, it made a lot of people nauseous. And then there was also just almost no accessibility features. The only accessibility feature is gameplay difficulty. Interesting. I usually try to poke around in the settings for stuff like that. I just, I, I don't think I wrote down any of it oh, for this Oh, and one. the other one is that people couldn't remap the WASD to any other movement on a keyboard. Oh, oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the um, Cthulhu Saves Christmas, I could remap my stuff. But finally, I figured out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You, yeah. th- you think in a big game like that, you'd be able standard. to do those basic accessibility It's pretty standard pieces. to have some yeah. of these. The one that I thought was interesting, it did have, did you notice that it had a chatter? I did notice the chatter one. Um, so that is I didn't nice. turn it off, but I assumed that was the talking gun thing. It's how many, like it's the, the, random it's interrupts. the rate of how often the guns and the enemies talk to you yeah okay yeah that's what i figured it was mm-hmm. and so i left it on because that's I did the too. reason that i wanted to play this I game did too. But, yeah. yeah and then the steam reviews that i found that were funny were if you like the sound of justin roland's voice this is the game for you and if you don't play it anyway so i can watch your video essay on how much you hate it <laughs> and, <Vibe. laughs> yeah and then the other one that i thought was pretty funny was just better stoned honestly okay <laughs> I don't know if the, I, we're in Washington. I considered for like at least a couple hours of gameplay trying it that way. I did end up doing it because we we run a podcast. A profession. This is a professional business. It's professional. And I was like, I gotta more take notes, so I didn't. But I do kind of wonder if it would have been more fun that way. Yeah. I don't know. Well, this person says better stoned. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's it. <laughs> do you want to talk about the game now? I am so ready to talk about this game. Okay. I'm ready. First impressions? Yeah, let's do first impressions. You go first. Okay. Um. So this is alien twerking. That's what? my first. <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the little blobs that were like, yes. Okay. 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 I'm on board. Um. In all caps, I have alien twerking. Yeah. <laughs> my first impression so like in all seriousness I knew what this was going to be going into it in the Mm -hmm. sense of like I had seen some Rick and Morty I knew the the vibe and the style of the comedy and I knew it was going to be that like 12 year old humor I was ready and here for Mm -hmm. it and so my first impression was it totally met expectations with how funny it was right off the bat you get like thrown into this tutorial where you are in a fake video game and your divorce attorney is yelling at you and it's 
It was so funny. I loved yeah. it. I loved it so much. And so I right away I was like, it meets the humor that I needed. It was good. Yes. Yeah. I also my first impression, my first first impression was I thought it was hilarious that the first thing you see is any bugs that you see are intentional. Oh, I did love that. And then the the first thing you do is a tutorial. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my first impression of that is one, it was hilarious so because funny. of the essentially for those listening, if you haven't played the game, when you start, you're playing a game immediately. Yeah. And it is a shooter, and it looks like the very first Halo game. Have you played the very first Halo game? I have played the very first Halo Did you notice that that's exactly what it was referencing? I did not, but mostly because um, I only played probably two hours of it so that I could jump into the newest Halo. (laughs) So when Halo Infinite came out, I also wanted to be more informed on the Halo franchise Mm because I had never played it before. And I started the first Halo game, and it's just like this tutorial it's you're running through these metal tubes. There's mm. alarms going off. Yeah. You're, you're crouching, you're jumping, you're shooting at random aliens. And then in this version, in the high on life version, you're being coached by your divorce attorney. Not by a military guy, but by your divorce attorney. Oh, and he keeps reminding you over and over again that it's your divorce attorney. It's like, it, it was funny the first time. And then, like, the third time he says it, it's still really funny. Yeah. And then I also thought it was funny that it was like, okay, now do a double jump. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah. we didn't do a double jump. We didn't do a double jump. What yeah. kind of game doesn't prioritize a double jump? <laughs> I love that. They do that a couple more times in the yeah. game, and I really like that. Yeah. So I just, it jumped right into the humor. It was right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I was having so much fun with it. Yeah, I, I did not get that at reference, Halo, so I love that. I I think when it threw you in, I, was, I wasn't sure that the humor would be as on point as it was. And man, it just hit every beat. Mm -hmm. And I think um, even at the beginning, what I had done was I had recorded myself playing some of it. And I think I spent half the time laughing. It was just constant laughter, like, the whole yeah. time. It was so fun. I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. I did, too. Just right off the bat. I was like, I'm ready. That was the best. It was a, it was a great tutorial. Yeah. So after the tutorial, then you leave your gaming PC in the game. Mm-hmm. And you talk to your sister. And the other, I guess it's kind of still technically first impression, but the character selection I thought was hilarious. Right? I Okay, so in this character selection, I didn't realize what was happening at first. Your sister offers you cocaine. To snor- sniff. Yeah. To snort. <laughs> to snort. <laughs> to snort. <laughs> and in the mirror, she's she's already taken it. So like in the mirror, you you're like swapping to a different character, right? Doing your character selection, and she's like, whoa, whoa. didn't recognize you for a second. <laughs> and I was like, what an integrated character selection experience. Mm-hmm. When you think about all those character selection screens and so many different video games, it's very much so just like a, a step in the process. Like I am going to make my character now. I have mm-hmm. to do that. And some games try to do a little bit better like I think Fallout um, some of the like Fallout 3 or 4 they do it pretty well but this is probably the most integrated that I've seen Mm -hmm. and like the commentary on it from the sister the whole time man yeah good yeah I also thought it was really good okay so then we get into the actual game Mm -hmm. and what happens is your sister is like oh hey Hey, the parents already left on their trip. And you didn't say bye. You didn't say bye to your you're parents. A you jerk. Were, you're an asshole and you were playing video games. Mm-hmm. And your sister says that she's throwing a party that night. 
and asks if you want to go out to get stuff for the party. Mm -hmm. You go out to get stuff for the party, you start walking out to the car, and all of a sudden, an alien ship teleports in, (laughs) and shit starts going south, and your neighbor, who's who's in a wheelchair, (laughs) and old, he's an old man, he scooters up (laughs) to... The aliens, and it's like, who are you? <laughs> and <a> then they <laughs> grab him and start doing him his drugs. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, what's the verb for that? Snorfting. <laughs> yeah. And then the sister is like, oh my God, what's happening? And you see an alien conversation happen. Someone's in trouble from the big bad alien. Mm-hmm. He kills them. They start attacking. Yeah. The Earth and its chaos. Go up to the person who died. He has a gun in his hand. You pick up the gun and it's the main talking gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kenny. Kenny. Who I think is the funniest gun Mm -hmm. as we discuss guns. Well, I've got one other. (laughs) Oh, okay. That I liked. I really appreciated once you get Kenny the gun that right away he he's like talking quick and he's saying like very witty very funny things and this is where my alien twerking in all caps happens Mm -hmm. you have to very quickly start shooting at these aliens Mm -hmm. and in the middle of you like learning how to play this game and shooting you know it's pretty straightforward you know shoot the gun i guess that review in that sense is correct like i don't really think it was innovative as innovative as far as like you shoot guns or you know whatever but you're literally in the middle of shooting them and these little aliens are running around and they just randomly start twerking yeah just like they stop in the middle and you're like i'm about to shoot you and they're just over there going yeah (laughs) and you're just like oh so once you pick up the gun and you shoot all these little aliens you really start taking off into like oh god earth is being attacked taken Mm -hmm. over we gotta get out of here Mm -hmm. and so you do and how do you do that manny what cool contraption do do they come up with in order to get them off of earth so the gun tells you to get a warp crystal Mm -hmm. and then you plug a warp crystal into the microwave (laughs) the microwave there it's it's so funny the way that he says it this is I have many thoughts on this moment but he's like we have to get out of here we need a warp crystal get the warp crystal and then you're like oh my gosh, we need microwaves. There's no way you'd have microwaves out here. And then you're like, you mean this? This microwave? And he's like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that's the microwave. (laughs) Your house becomes a spaceship. You take off and then you land at a... Space City. Space City. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah, no, it's a Blim. Mm, Blim. Blim Space City. And you have your sister with you. Mm -hmm. And then the game kind of kicks off off from there. So then Kenny's like, hey, do you want to save your family and earth human race you gotta find this bounty hunter gene go find the bounty hunter Mm -hmm. then you find gene and he's houseless and has no legs (laughs) and And has two of three eyes which he makes jokes about two of his three eyes and he's like oh were you looking for the great bounty hunter that is me but not really anymore give me a place to stay and i'll help you and so you let him move into your house to craft a plan around you know getting earth back and killing what you find out is the g3 right 
the yeah. main you pretty pads. much like become his protege mm-hmm. like the bounty hunter protege and i was surprised by how much he did actually help you like he got you equipment yeah. and he pointed you in different directions stuff i thought it was just going to be funny and he'd like lays around on the couch but he actually did do stuff which yeah. is kind of surprising but that's kind of what the game is at that point right you become a bounty hunter protege and you're off to try and take out these bounties of big bads in the g3 so that theoretically you can save the human race yeah and get to the final big bad which Mm -hmm. was the original guy that smoked the old man (laughs) your neighbor in the first thing his name is like gargantuan gargantuan yeah the other thing i wanted to talk about it does something really funny with Gene and the house. Are you talking about is, the TV? Did you know that you can watch the whole movie? I did. There's multiple movies. Tammy the T-Rex. <laughs> I I sat there on the couch and I watched it for probably 15 minutes while I ate yeah. lunch. <laughs> yeah. So a it's cool not a thing. Good movie. No, it isn't. It's not good. For those listening, Gene mainly sits on the couch and watches TV mm-hmm. when you're not actively talking to him or actively asking him for advice. And you, it actually plays the full movie on the TV. I found the IMDb because when it was playing, I was like, this is weird. I'm like, this has to be an actual movie. And then I noticed there was a poster There's in the a poster, house Tammy that the said it. And there were two, I think two other movies that played i'm trying to that gene watches yes Um, or other places because there's also other places in i i don't know that i recognize that well maybe one secrety one i noticed taming the t-rex oh blood harvest is the other one that plays and then there was a third one that i i can't remember what it was called but there was a third poster and i noticed it at the very very end and so it's like as you progress in gameplay it swaps to a different movie okay and the only reason i noticed is because they always start the movie over every time you go back to the house and i had pretty much memorized that tammy and the t-rex beginning the beginning lines <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, it's like a cheerleader and stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah. it's very obvious and so when they started doing different things i was like like, what is this? Oh, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the first bounty that you get is in the slums. Mm-hmm. You get to a pair of doors and the doors have personality. They have, they're aliens in and of mm-hmm. themselves. So there's a red door and a blue door and they go to the same place and you walk up to the doors and the first thing they say is, who's, who do you think is hotter? <laughs> I want to know who you picked. Who'd you pick? Who did you pick? I picked red. I picked blue first no i picked blue first and then went to red because i felt bad yes (laughs) what happens is you pick blue and he's like oh everyone says that the red guy he's like everyone always says that and then the blue guy was like yeah i'm just hotter man i'm just hotter (laughs) he felt like a jerk he got less hot in that moment (laughs) yeah and then he was conceited and they ask you one more time to confirm and they're like Mm -hmm. really are you sure and then at this point i said no i changed my mind red is hotter yeah i did the same thing yeah yeah i'm so sorry (laughs) And then he's like, oh, my God, you just made my day. And he's so excited about it. And then the the blue one just starts, like, cussing at you. And The rest of the time you go through the door in the game now, you get, like, a really happy response from the one you picked. It's really fun. Yeah. And a really cranky. From the red guy, yeah. (laughs) Cranky from blue. Yeah. So when you go through the slimes, you go through Mm -hmm. these really long pipes. Like, you're Mm -hmm. going through these long pipes. And at the end of this long pipe, you get this really freaking annoying kid 
Mm-hmm. And the kid comes up and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, what are you yeah. doing? Hey, you know, yeah. he's like, he's like real annoying. And he's like, fight me, you know, shoot me, shoot and, me. Yeah. And he's like telling you to shoot him. And I stood there for a little bit and I was like, okay. And I shot at him and the gun is like, dude, you can't kill kids. What are you doing? You can't do that. And I was like, okay, I'll do it again. And so I, I shot him again and it didn't let me shoot. And I think after the third or fourth time, I can't remember. I finally just shot him. I shot him dead <laughs> on the ground. I did too. His name is Slumsley. <laughs> Other thing that happens is you keep walking and then mom. his mom is like... He deserved uh, it, that little fuck. I kept telling him that if he was going to keep pissing people <laughs> off, he was going to get killed by someone. And he was a shithead, but I still loved him. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not mad at you. I get it. <laughs> I did. I did read about like what happens if you don't kill the kid. And I think the mom's pretty much like, ah, you should have done it. It would have been fine. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but I when it when it starts off that and you get like a special achievement that's you do like for killing Slumsley. Uh-huh. And and they talk about how other video games wouldn't let you do it. So funny. And I think the line is Fallout doesn't let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, the kid does end up being like his mom says he's actually like 30, but that's a kid in alien years. Yeah. I'm assuming that's for legal reasons. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I had wondered. So when you get into the slums, you fight all these like ants. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go find these people who are making a deal over the table. And the whole goal of going to the slums is that you have a like mission from Gene to go get his knife back from these people who took it. And kill the bounty. And kill the and kill the, the person and or ant. And yeah. so you go and you bust up this trade and by busting it up, you actually just walk in and be like, I'm the buyer. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, here's your knife. And then the knife is like, let me kill him. Let me kill him. Yeah. Let me kill him. Yeah. And, then, and then you do. And then you <laughs> or at do. least I did. Uh, yeah, I did. And then you get to your first boss, Nine Korg, or is that? I name? think so. That sounds right. That sounds right. I didn't have anything in particular to say about her. I thought I thought it was pretty standard first boss. Yeah, fight. no, it was a pretty standard mm-hmm. first boss. Yeah. And I didn't think there was anything particularly memorable. No, I think the last note I actually had for the slums was this fucking talking knife is very happy stabby, lol. And then I have a space and I'm saying, I'm watching a full movie on this couch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even think I took a note on the first boss because it was just, it was a boss. The other thing that you get introduced to once you get the knife is the collecting aspect of the game that starts Mm. to show up. Yep. So you've got your first person shooter standard thing and you're getting bounties to get money but mm-hmm. another way that you can pesos. get money yeah pesos is you find treasure chests and you can open them and sometimes treasure chests mm-hmm. have collectible cards in them as well as money like money yeah. yeah but the amount of money in the chest i believe scales to how hard it was to find Fine. the chest i i noticed that too yeah, yeah I, I think that's right yeah so that introduces that mechanic if that kind of collecting Mm -hmm. brain is a thing for you or the you know what i mean yeah and in a typical weird ass fashion you have to cut it open with the stabby knife with the stabby knife and it is a live alien and you do murder it yeah you find out to get the treasure no no no. let's get to that later (laughs) never mind you will not find out you'll find out later (laughs) because i wanted to talk about okay great 
Okay. So then you come back and the main place that you go to to buy upgrades is Pete's. Scrap shop? For how often I had to go into that shop, I never wrote the freaking name down. It's like a pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Pawn you go shop. To a pawn yeah, shop. Pete's, I think it's Pete's Pawn Shop. Yeah. And you go to... It's it's this really fat dad <laughs> in... He's floating around in a little chair. <laughs> in, in his son that works there mm-hmm. as well. And the only reason I wanted to mention it is because I thought it was funny. The first time you go, you can't buy, like... Anything. Anything. Yeah. He's like, oh, you want that? Well, too bad. I want it. I don't want you to have it. Okay, so my hypothesis for the AI voice is the sun. That's my hypothesis. Because he doesn't say, like, much of anything, but he's there. And I would consider him... He does say some things that are kind of funny, but you're right. It could be... It felt like a very minor character. He's my first punch. It didn't have any inflection no and he didn't have any like he was never really the center of the pawn shop it was always the dad yeah and so he's my first guess um my second guess i'll save for later but i'm pretty sure he's my first guess okay no that's a really good guess Mm -hmm. i wish we knew the answer to that i know (laughs) we'll never know maybe i can search on reddit deep threads or something somebody will figure it out out. yeah Yeah. they'll have analyzed the voice patterns to find there's (laughs) got to be something that's a tell right Okay, and then the next thing that you do is you find out that there are other aliens called Fergals? Fergals. Fergals. That are also aliens that are being used as drugs. Mm -hmm. And the second bounty that you do is to visit the Fergals planet. I actually did that one third. What? You could do two. You could either do... Uh, Krubus or Douglas. And oh. I did Douglas first and Krubus second. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just did it to mix it up. But we can do that one first. Let's just do okay. it. Okay. It doesn't change. I don't think it I changes think it much changes as anything. the story. Yeah. <sighs> the- Gotta be different, huh? <laughs> it makes the podcast more interesting. <laughs> well, I just went, you know, left to right. <laughs> like, classic. I, I picked the one that looked more fun. That's what I did. So you go to the, the, the Fergal planet mm-hmm. and... It's really made me sad. I feel bad for the Fergals. Did the you Fergals see them? Sad. And they were yeah. Shanky. They they were sh- they were like okay. So visualize if you haven't seen this Furbies kind of, mm-hmm. but with like monkey faces. Mm-hmm. It's like a little Furby with like a monkey face without hair, and a little like rodent. Yeah, pee yeah. And, and so you they're they're pretty. They're I wouldn't cute. say. Cu- Okay, I, I would. They're I, cute. Their their face is kind of ugly. Their face is kind of ugly, but in a cute way. <laughs> but in a cute way. I'll mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. I'll agree yeah. with that. I did not want to see them continuously slurped as drugs. I did mm-hmm. not want that, and that did viciously happen over and over again. So the the first planet that you go to, the only thing I really wanted to talk about was one it introduces the Fergals, mm-hmm. and then it also introduces the bureaucracy simulator. <laughs> I loved. So for those listening, when you get to the planet, you essentially it's it's a very well organized gang, the mm-hmm. G three, yep. and you're trying to break into their office to kill the the guy who's running things mm-hmm. on this particular planet yeah. which is your bounty. And so you go to the office and you walk in and you meet Helen mm-hmm. who isn't a fruit fergal. No. There's yeah. another alien species on this planet that I don't remember the they name. Like they look like, like care bears. They look like grumpy care bears. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you meet Helen the grumpy care bear who 
is like, oh, are you the new hire or are you the new boss? And you, I said I was the new boss. Well, and yeah, like, who ha, wouldn't? Ha, ha, funny. <laughs> okay, new hire, go go do work. What? Wait, you didn't do that? N- okay, you tell me what you did. For- I'll tell you what I did. That's not what happened to me. Maybe it's because I did it in a different order. Okay, keep going. Okay. Yeah. So she was like, ha, 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 you're not the boss. I know you're not. You're a worker, B. Go, go do paperwork. Uh-huh. So then, did you do the paperwork? No, I was the boss. What? <laughs> and the boss is so freaking funny. That's an funny. option? Okay, okay. Okay, okay, wait. Let Finish me tell you it. what I did yeah. as a worker, B. <laughs> yeah, oh tell me, Oh, my gosh. I lo- okay, now I'm glad that you did something different. This is so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. So you didn't get the bureaucracy simulator. Um, I got something different. Just tell me okay. about your bureaucracy. Okay, whatever. so she's like, okay, go do paperwork. And you go into the office and you have a desk assigned to you. Oh. You go to your desk and you literally do paperwork. Oh. You pick up a paper and you sign your name on it and you put it in a tray. <laughs> like Baba does taxes. And you get a rating on how good you did. And you get points and it starts accruing points and then you do it and you try to do it as fast as possible. And sometimes you have to initial here and initial here and then sign. Oh my god! And so you're doing this and it's really funny because Kenny, your gun, is like, wow, we're doing this again? Oh, wow, we're doing this again? Yep, we are. Oh, it's still going. It's still going. And then when you're finally done, you just start talking with the other people who are working there and shooting the shit and they're dramatic and then you leave and go kill the boss. Oh my, okay. Okay, what did you do <laughs> as the boss? So that's so funny. It worked. So you said, I'm the boss. Okay, so um, the thing that we're going to get to in in this island that we haven't gotten to or this planet that we haven't gotten to yet is you're going to get a new gun. And when I did the other planet first, I got a new gun, which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. in a bit on like the the who that was. But I got a new one. And when I go to this desk, I have this new gun out. And she asked me if I want to be the boss. And my gun is like, fuck yeah, bitch. (laughs) And she's like, okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so I walk in to be the boss. Oh, my God. Okay. I walk. I walk in to meet the boss and I've got all my little Care Bear workers and I gather them up and I'm like, you're going to do what you, what I tell you. And I pretty much can just tell them to do anything I want to. And it says things like, it, it starts off kind of innocent, like do some paperwork or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, kiss each other. <laughs> and so I made a make out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> As they're making out, they're like, you have a great ass. No, you have a great ass. <laughs> making out it, with each other i would not put it past they're all making out with each other and then the next it escalates into like murder each other and shoot each other and i did not have them do that oh. i let them go free because at the time i felt pretty bad that i had kind of like assaulted them by saying make out with each other but to be fair they all were really excited to do it they're like okay. yeah okay you have a you have a nice hat no you have a nice it was so Okay, funny. so it's actually funny because what I overheard as I was doing paperwork is one of the Care Bears asking out one of the other ones, <laughs> and they weren't interested. <gasps> I'm an awful person. 
No. Oh my gosh. I can't believe so you sit there funny. and did paperwork and yeah. I was making them make and out. And it literally <laughs> flashed like bureaucracy simulator. That and Kenny's so like, you're funny. in a mini game now. You do paperwork. That is you know? crazy. It's such a fun surprise because when you're like, I picked the boss. I was like, oh, I did the boss too. This will be funny to talk about. And then you got denied. It's just so funny. Yeah, that. that's that. really cool how they have that be different. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. The boss, I don't. At this one, who was the boss? You have to like go to a dude who's doing like the Fergals in like a house. Yeah. He looks like a rich tech mm-hmm. dude, pretty yes. much. And you get a device in the game which you use quite a bit afterwards, which is like a warp disc. disc. Mm-hmm. And so this is like where they introduce the warp disc, and you can start warping things both into the game from different places. Mm-hmm which is primarily how it's used for, or, like, warp things on top of other stuff to, like, mm-hmm. destroy it. So the guy who gives you the warp disc is, like, trying to get you to, like, get him more fur- furgles. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, bro. And you leave as he's having, like, a seizure on the ground. And then you use the warp dri- disc to drop the big bad of this level on top of his house so that he dies. That's right. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't remember. Who was the- what was the name of it? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I think the uh, Krubus is the name of the boss of this one, but I don't know what the dude minion was. He was like a friend of the G3. We didn't like him. was it Krubus at this point? I thought it was, wasn't it? Was Krubus the one that was underground partially? Yes. And would dig in and pop up? Okay. The the one thing I did have about Krubus that was kind of a bummer is I got a pretty common game-breaking bug where he just disappears. Oh, that's sad. At... 25% 25% health left. So oh, you've already sad. knocked him down 75%. The only thing that saved me, so if you haven't played the game yet and you're listening to this podcast, if you just wait like literally 10 minutes, he'll reappear. Oh. Did you look that up and wait? Yeah. Okay, I had to look it up because nice. I restarted from the checkpoint multiple times. Oh, that's so sad. I know. It was it was a pretty big bummer, but that was the only big bug that I ran into, and it was a pretty common one, and they've probably fixed mm-hmm. it by now is my guess. I will say I ran into a couple of bugs, but nothing super game-breaking. I had to restart the game once, um, but I wasn't in like a big battle or anything. <laughs> Um, and so you defeat this dude, Kruvis, and the bo- bosses, just so like you guys know, I don't feel like this was a super easy game. I played on normal difficulty and I felt like the bosses escalated in difficulty pretty well. Like I didn't kill every single boss on the first try. I didn't either. Krubus took me the most tries for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, he disappeared. Yeah, yeah. But he was also the most frustrating to my specific type of gameplay because mm. I'm the kind of person who likes space between me and the thing that I'm fighting. Yeah. And because totally. he could dig underground and pop up right next to you, it was kind of harder for me to get the space. I get very overwhelmed when enemies are right on top of me. Yeah. yeah. And when I get overwhelmed, I'm... I just spin around and, mm-hmm. like, I kind of forget how to play games. I'm like, ah! <laughs> and I just spin around in circles and, uh, yeah, I'm not effective. For what but. it's worth, I think it was easier because I did it the other direction, hearing you describe it that way. Because you had, so what you get from Krubus is Gus. You mm-hmm. get the gun, Gus. And he looks Gus, like a little frog. He's a little frog. And he shoots discs that you can then climb on top of to mm-hmm. get to new areas of the map. Yeah. And he's a shotgun too. Like he's one of those like pull you close and then like pow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The next planet. So my third planet, your second mm-hmm. planet. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Um, okay. So you get to this planet. It's a big like deserty 
planet. Mm-hmm. So, so the last one, I don't know if we described or not. It was very jungly. This one's very oh, deserty. Yeah. You're pretty much wandering around the desert wreckage. Yeah. With giant sandworms everywhere. And eventually you have to cross this giant chasm. Yeah. And this this is a group of characters. It was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, they're the mac and cheese Not brothers. Mac and cheese brothers. <laughs> and they they're all standing like they're supposed to be construction people building things across this big chasm so you can get to the actual town. And they just heckle you the whole time and you can theoretically shoot them. I ran away and if you ran away as you're wandering around the chasm, I don't know if you killed them or not, but I didn't. And they continue to heckle you across the entire chasm. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then you killed them? No, I left them alive. Oh. You 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 killed them? I killed some of them. <laughs> I didn't kill any of them. I left some of them alive, and then they come back into play later. Did you they, do the later yes, thing? Yes, I did do the later thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, so I shot the first one, and mm-hmm. then they were like, oh my god, <laughs> you murdered my brother. And I was like, oh wait, oh my god. And then Kenny made me feel bad about it. He's like, that was brutal. You just, you just got into gray territory there. They weren't, they weren't shooting at you. You're, you're just a, you're just a regular murderer now. <laughs> Because I got guilted into stopping. They were heckling me the whole time because I, I think because I ran away. They didn't, they didn't heckle me. Oh, okay. So I think they probably saw me as like weak or whatever. So they like heckled me That's as so like funny. I'm trying to cross the chasm. And even when I get over there, they're like, what you doing over there? That's <laughs> like, so oh. funny. This game just cracked me it's up. So good. I love hearing that, how different it is. They, yeah, like, it sounds like they actually made it that's different. That's actually really fun. Yeah. Um, so you get to this mm-hmm. town, mm-hmm. and once you're in the town, there are G3 minions, like, running everywhere. The town isn't super interesting. There's some mm-hmm. things we'll come back to later, but for now, you end up going deeper into the, like, lair, pretty much, to go find Douglas mm-hmm. in... In this world, the thing that I really liked was you constantly have these ads. So it's like a, a you're underground and it's kind of like a sci-fi. Kind of cyberpunky. Yeah, cyberpunky world. Mm-hmm. And there's TVs everywhere. Yeah. And the TVs have commercials for like mothers yes. against violence or yes. whatever. And they're so funny. And then mothers for yeah. violence. <laughs> It's like, this sector is run by mothers against violence, and you can't shoot anyone. Yeah. And then you go to another sector, and it's like, we're mothers for violence. Feel free to murder whoever you want. It was great. And then you end up... Did you hear the mayor speaking? No. So the mayor makes an appearance on both of their ads, and he's like, I stand with the mothers against violence. And then when you go to the mothers for violence, Uh I stand with the mothers for violence. I stand with all mothers, just all mothers. (laughs) I'm for mothers. At this point, you have to pretty much go undercover, Mm -hmm. right, with the G3. Mm -hmm. And this is my favorite part of, I think, the whole game. That's that's extreme. I loved so much of this game. You go undercover. You are trying to make your way to this dude. And you keep getting blocked by fences. And this little Dr. Jupy is this cute, adorable little octopus with little ears. And every time you run into him, there's like a pipe puzzle where you have to connect pipes mm-hmm. so that little Dr. Jupy can scooch his little way through the pipes and go save his family. And you, yeah, you're talking to him. And he's like, oh, the G3 kidnapped my wife and kid. So sad. And I'm trying to go rescue them. Let's work together to mm-hmm. go rescue them. And did you notice who the voice actor was? Oh, no, I don't think so. Tom Kenny, the voice actor for SpongeBob. Oh, 
that's yeah. fun. So that's I was like, SpongeBob's <laughs> in this game. I'm SpongeBob upset. is my favorite. How did I not notice that? Ugh. Um, I mean, maybe it's because it, I, I like love SpongeBob. I mean, I try to convince my mom to decorate my room with SpongeBob in the sixth grade, and she's like, "You're gonna go." Oh, out I of did, this. and I succeeded, <laughs> I and didn't. I even had a SpongeBob themed toilet seat. <laughs> What the thing that I really liked about Dr. Jupy is every time that you help him, the more you help him, he's just like really funny in in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down one of his quotes because he kept complimenting the fact that you like solve these puzzles for him, and yeah. he makes it very obvious that they're puzzles. Like, he, and my favorite thing is like, do I need to tip you? I knew you would be <laughs> loving this part too. As I was playing it, it's like Bridget's probably <laughs> loving these puzzles. He's like, do all puzzle solvers pool their tips at the end of the night? <laughs> I love it. Um, but then plot twist. Wait, Maddie. before we get to the actual fight. Okay. One more thing to mention in this city. Did you go up to the guy in a trench coat and Is buy something from him? The goop or the cum? A, the cum. <laughs> the cum. And did you buy it? Yeah. What? Yeah. I did too. <laughs> My note is I was just sold a gallon of Okay, and that'll come cum. back later. I, I wanted to mention it because it's going to come back later. Okay, so then twist the boss. Mm-hmm. The boss, poor little Dr. Jupy, is not Dr. Jupy, but is in fact Douglas yep. this whole time. He has a trick to you. He has totally tricked me. And he was like, ha ha ha, you fucking idiots. Do you know how long it takes to solve a puzzle with the hangover? Yeah. He was just drunk and needed you so to solve puzzles. So the whole time, when so for a little bit in this game, you disguise yourself as a G three person, right? You got like goop all. And over when you're you. disguised, you start talking to people. Did you do this? Did you talk to people? Uh, as a goopy person? Yeah. No. Oh, so you can talk to fellow G three oh. yellow dudes, and they're like, "Man, Douglas went really crazy last night, huh?" And and they make commentary on the wild party that they oh, had the night before. That's fun. So you have seeds of like Douglas being really hungover. Hungover. Or, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's so fun. I had I didn't do any of that talking, and I literally my notes are like I love this Doctor Jupy character. He is adorable. Like everything about him, and I have all his little quotes because he's so cute. The whole time that you're fighting him. Um, Kenny, your gun, is commenting on like, hey, bro, you don't have to do this. Like, we yeah. wouldn't hurt Dr. Jupy. We love Dr. Jupy. Bring Dr. Jupy back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you kill him. Yeah. Then you kill yeah. him and you get the gun. What's her name? Oh, shoot. Why? Sleazy? No, that can't be right. Sweezy. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, you get Sweezy. And that's why I was saying, so Sweezy is the one who is my boss of the Care Bears. Got it. And you get that vibe. So all of these guns are total unique personalities. Mm -hmm. So um, Kenny is exactly who you'd expect from like a Rick and Morty thing. Mm -hmm. He's just uh, Morty, pretty much. And then um, the second gun, the frog gun, Gus. Gus, he's pretty like chill, relaxed, like he's a vibe. And then you get Sweezy, 
And Sweezy is very like, I don't want to say aggressive, but kind of aggressive. She's mm-hmm. like very strong yeah. and forceful. Bossy. She is very much so the person that you would accept is the boss. Yes. <laughs> but she also has a really fun power of slowing down time in yeah. a bubble. Yep. And then she also is more machine gunny with like these little crystals. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think doing it the way I did it. So doing the d- this area, the desert area first, and then the jungle area helped because the dude who's tromping on you the whole time in the jungle area you can pause him you can pause him and so what i did was i paused him a lot and then i swung with the knife which we didn't mention the knife lets you swing on things yeah but i swung with the knife all around and just consistently like froze him with time and then shot him yeah from a distance and it was not too bad yeah yeah that would make a big difference mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm cool um and she was my favorite gun in the game not <gasps> attitude wise interesting i don't think she's the funniest one but she's the gun i use the most oh fascinating yeah. i have notes on which ones i use the most too oh, and it's okay. really different okay so then the next thing that you do is you meet the mayor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the mayor says hey you got to help me eliminate the g3 and you're like yeah i'm already doing that <laughs> yeah like bro where you been <laughs> yeah and he the other thing that he does though is he gives you a way when you find humans mm-hmm in cages, which at, at times in the game you'll stumble upon humans in cages, yeah. you can teleport them to, to the human a safe, sanctuary. The human sanctuary. Yeah. Which is a, just another like little funny area of the yeah. game. Did you poke around it at all? I did. We should okay. talk about it. Okay. I think you found something I didn't because I saw on Xbox that you had a secret achievement that I did not get. <gasps> yes. And I wonder if it's related to it the... is totally related okay. to that. <laughs> Yes. I kind of figured because I didn't poke around in it too much. And I was like, am I missing something there? And I am. Yeah. So the next thing that that you do is you get your next bounty. And from that, you stumble upon like a cloning lab mm-hmm. and yeah. different so- different labs. And you get the fourth and kind of... It's not your final gun, Mm-mm. but it's the final gun that you get for most of most the gameplay. Most gameplay, yeah. And his name is Creature, <laughs> yes. and he has babies, <laughs> and he... So, the, how do I explain this? The He looks kind of like a combination of a turtle, a sow, and a butthole. Yes. <laughs> and his head is kind of... Um, flat, yeah. and it has a bunch of circles on it. They're like these little egg-shaped heads yes. with little teeth. They don't have eyeballs. They just like, got these are my children. <laughs> these are my children. You can shoot my children. They <laughs> die really quickly. And the voice actor for this is Tim Robinson. Do you know Tim Robinson? No. So Tim Robinson does a show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave. Have you ever seen it? No, I don't think I have. Is it like a comedy? It's a comedy sketch oh, okay, show. Okay. So I guess the relevant piece of info about Tim Robinson that can help you decide if you want to watch it or not is SNL fired him because his skits were too like weird. I love that. So think (laughs) about the person who would get fired from (laughs) SNL because his skits were too weird and doing his own skit show on Netflix. It is right up my alley. It is just my humor. It is not for everyone. Yeah. I will say I do think he was the funniest gun. So I think I am going to have to check it out. Okay. He he was good. Like Kenny was really comedic in that. I really like his voice. I think the voice acting is so good. But the lines that Creature had were just so funny. He was like nice but dumb but also loved his children. And these little weird yeah alien and then they things. kept dying and he's like oh no i wish i wish i could get to know them a little bit more before they die but that's okay and 
I just, I thought it was so good. It was really well voice acted. It was really funny. Yeah. I bet a lot of his lines were just Tim Robinson, oh, like, yeah. improv That makes sense I would guarantee. But he was my favorite gun. Okay. I think... Because it does passive damage. So I guess that's the main mm. thing. So his kids, you shoot his kids at things <laughs> and they start, like, attacking them. Yeah. And so what I liked about it is I would shoot the kids at someone Mm -hmm. and as they're distracting him pull out another gun and Uh, finish him off okay that makes sense i think i i did that some i think and he was my second used gun probably i stopped using kenny after i got so funny because my two mains were creature and kenny okay see like um so i never used gus because gus i I, as as much as i tried to use him because usually i like shotgun kind of things Mm -hmm. i think they're kind of fun i just didn't feel like it did enough damage yeah um and then i I agree i think he could be rebalanced a little bit more i agree because usually the thing with shotguns is you have to be close but it does more damage yeah but it didn't feel like it, it didn't did. feel like he did more damage. No. no. Yeah. And so th- I really liked the time bubble from Sweezy because that helped me like take a second. Yeah. And then what I would do, it was similar as like I would throw the things and then I would Sweezy my way out. out. But yeah. to be honest, like I would forget to throw the things a lot of the time. And then sometimes I'd just be carrying around Creature and use him just because he was fun and I liked to hear him talk and I did not like to hear Sweezy talk. Yeah. And so I usually didn't have her out. I usually had creature out and then I would fight with her and then swap back to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I I would my mains were creature and Kenny. Mm. Kenny did the most damage. He did do the most damage, but I don't have very good aim. Oh, I've got pretty good aim. Okay, yeah. And I'm like a if I have to choose, I'm usually a sniper. Yeah, I was and gonna say because he was, was more the of a sniper. most aligned to a sniper. Yeah. 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 Cause like I I noticed that he did the most damage, but I am not very good at hitting my targets mm-hmm. on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Which is totally fair. Sweezy was a lot nicer because it could yeah. slow them down and then I could fire a lot. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So at this point, wandering around these weird labs and finding these fighting these brothers this one was the part of the game that i felt like you started to get a little bit more of like what weirdness was going on like you knew that humans were being used as drugs but i always really like the weird sci-fi stuff where they're like what's going on here you know and so they have these things where it's like cloning and experimentation and you know Mm -hmm. creature is this weird like he's called a creature because they've done weird experiments to him yeah and so like from a story perspective you start seeing these trickles of this like doctor who keeps leaving tapes of they've been studying aliens including humans which Mm -hmm. they consider alien to find the like perfect drug and they've been doing all these experiments yeah and so this is the point where you start to get weird feelings about like what's going on here it seems more than just some mean aliens on earth trying to get high like there's something weird going on it's like organized yeah it's organized that's a good way to say it yeah and so this while the bosses were pretty like meh on this one i thought they were actually kind of hard and i didn't i thought they were really hard too yeah i didn't really like that fight very much Me neither. <laughs> um but i liked the lore that i got in yes, this part same. i thought it was really fun yeah me too mm-hmm. the next thing you do is you know it's organized and you start investigating and figuring out where to go next you go to this midnight opening okay. of a shop in the slums that's this new cool technology for drugs and to me it felt like it mimicked 
like new sneakers dropping. It's so funny that you have phrased it that way. So this was uh, another really fun part of the game where you go into like interrogation mode mm-hmm. and you have this fun suit and the suit has a personality and it has spam ads every once in a while and it's really funny. But you start to interrogate people and you get ratings on how bad you are yes. at it. And you end up back in the slums with the space Applebee's and this, I, I didn't realize it was a sneaker thing. I honestly thought it was more like a Apple store. <laughs> That's just what it reminded me of. It might be an Apple store too. I don't know. I just, to me, it remind because people were like lining up. That's true. I, I guess I associated that in my head with like the store was very like clean and they were wearing little blue yeah. collared shirts. I don't know why in my head I was like apple no it could yeah. be it totally could be it was just any high tech or like yeah. buzzy yeah very yeah. midnight drop of things and exactly. it was and it was drugs and then you interrogate the employees to try to find their mm-hmm. boss yeah you're you trying to find dr dr giblets yes it. yeah and for dr giblets the thing that i really liked about him was well, one, you end up with these magnetic boots because someone got trampled at the not Apple store. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, you finally get to the place where you're supposed to find Dr. Giblets. It's a lot more lore, a mm-hmm. lot more labs. Lots of people are, are dead and you're like, what's going on? Why is everybody dead? And you're investigating like a detective. There's a second place trophy for science, which is so yes. funny. He literally is just like second place trophy for science. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And then you get there and he's dead. Well, he, w- when you arrive, yeah. he accidentally kills himself <laughs> because he breaks open his helmet and then he dies. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you walk into the room. I thought he killed himself. No, no, no. He like knocks his helmet on something by accident. And yeah. then it is funny because he's like, wow, this guy's really paranoid. He thinks someone's looking for him, trying to kill him. <laughs> and you're like, well, oh, I guess, wait. <laughs> I guess we are. <laughs> yeah, we are literally those people. And, and he knocks his space helmet it breaks open and then he dies because he can't breathe the air yes yeah and so then the boss battle you still have to fight you just have to fight his programmed ghost pretty much yeah and the whole time that you're fighting his programmed ghost he's trying to guess who killed him yeah and he has a lot of like and he goes through the previous bosses yeah 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 and like describing their like if you've lasted this long you must be douglas yeah well douglas wouldn't have lasted this long so you must be Uh, it was a great montage of funniness and then you end up winning still and then at that point you have killed everybody um you've gotten the main head honchos done except for the final like head honcho boss that's not the final dude which is nipulon yeah which is nipulon and back on the desert plane and you meet helen again oh yeah (laughs) the so you meet helen the care bear assistant of the last two guys that you've killed because helen is also around for the three guys yeah she is she keeps just falling around and she's like you keep killing you keep my bosses killing my bosses and so i keep getting work and so you you see helen again the the care bear assistant and it's always really funny because she's like oh i like you but like i'm sorry yeah, i'm sorry alarm Beep. yeah yeah <laughs> can't help it hun like th- yeah. this is my job I okay sounds right so then I really liked the Nipulon f- fight because it was really trippy. I felt like I was high. Yes. <laughs> like, so you walk into Nipulon, like Helen lets you into the office. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, he's ready to see you now. But you actually have to wait. Like You have minutes. to wait. And <laughs> then, and then the she's like, okay, he's ready to see you now. 
And you walk in and Nipulon gets you high and now you're in this really trippy fight mm-hmm. that I thought was very creative oh, and fun. Oh, so creative. And- yeah, I actually yeah. got like lost in it at some yeah. point because you have to wander around in five holes. They make a joke about Donut County, which is also a really yes. fun game. Um, but I'm literally run. I ran around for like five minutes trying to get in there, and I'm just like running around, and in this environment is awful. Trying to find the hole. Trying to find the hole, and I was like, I feel high. What is going on? I feel like it. That is. wall high would have been wild. Yeah, that would have been wild. Would have yeah, been wild. Would have been wild. And what was so funny, my favorite part is like once you finish it, you end up with all of all four of your guns and four of your hands. You now have four hands yes. for like a moment. And, and you're shooting them all it, at once. Yeah, all at once, which is really fun. And Chris walked in and he was like, whoa, when did you get four hands? <laughs> and I was like, are you high, Chris? <laughs> I don't have four hands. I don't have four hands. Yeah. <laughs> but it really, it was very trippy. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. yeah. I thought that one was a lot of fun. That's probably my favorite boss fight. Yeah. You go back to Blim City mm-hmm. and Kenny says, oh, you're about to fight the big bas- bad, like, go do things. Jean says, like, go do things that you want to do before ending. Mm-hmm. And so... Was this the first time you did other things? I... Didn't do the warp discs, which oh, are the other things. I had sprinkled those through, so that's Mm-mm. fun. Okay. I didn't sprinkle them through. Okay. So I, like Bridget had said earlier, one of the mechanics is you get warp discs, and they're really not that helpful. No, they're for the like most part. They're just fun kind of things. funny things. Yeah, and you buy different areas that you can warp in mm-hmm. to another area from this chef yeah. who's like, come buy things. <laughs> It's, it's that's like, really funny. It's totally optional. Like you, you don't do have all of to them. Do I it. didn't do all of that because I didn't have money for all of them. Um, I didn't do all of them. I watched the last one, but I did all of them except for the last one. I did the skate park, mm-hmm. which was funny because you just get you just get made fun of by some teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie theater, movie which theater. shows a, an entire movie yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I Cutie wonder, Town. Everyone got Cutie Town. Which everyone was got Cutie so Town. Sad. But I didn't destroy it. Oh. So it was really interesting about Cutie Town is because I didn't walk on it because I was like, oh, I bet if I walk, I'm going to ruin it. You are so nice. But they started doing the dialogue, even though I didn't step on it. And he was like, oh, you're hurting my friends. You're hurting uh, my friends. So I thought that was interesting. Okay. That's interesting. I, didn't, I think it was on a timer. Oh, uh, okay. Because like, so if you haven't played Cutie Town. Or maybe I knocked over a tree. and oh, that and that was triggered in enough. Yeah. yeah. We like, you get like this little cute dude who's a mayor of a town. He's floating around and you're pretty much Godzilla to this tiny like, town. Welcome to Cutie Town. <laughs> and so I immediately godzilla that shit out. <laughs> I was like, rah, rah. <laughs> and he's like, no, my family. And I'm like, Ehh. yeah. So brutal. I love it. You're like, oh no, I might have hit a tree. And I'm like, ah. yeah, brutal. And then the last one that I tried was the cozy cottage. Did okay, so try... that's the only one I didn't do. Okay, um, but did you do the train one? No. Okay, okay. Tell us about the cozy cottage. Well, no, you do the train because the Cody co- cozy cottage is probably the like. Okay, the train. The train is literally the trolley problem. They oh, okay. make you do the trolley problem. Yeah. It's so funny. You have two sets of people on the track, and one is just like a normal person, the giant set of people. And immediately I'm like, you know what? I've thought about this before, and I'm killing the one person. Like, I don't care if I have to put fate in my hands. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I flip it, and everyone on the five people side is like, yeah, good job, bro. And then the other guy's like, 
that dude is like a murderer or like a child pornography. I don't know. It was like it's some heinous crime. And he was like, he's going to do it again. What are you doing, bro? Like, you're going to, you got to kill them. And then I'm like, oh man. And the other guy's going like, no, no, I already repented for that. And then another girl on the other side is like, I have twins. (laughs) I'm pregnant right now. You're going to kill all of us. And so I'm like, do I switch it back? So I switch it back really fast and everyone's like, no, don't kill the five people. And so I switched it back and killed the one person. And at the end, the like heinous dude with the awful crimes is like, you know what? I'm probably going to do it again. Like you probably should have killed me. i do it again. That's so funny. Yeah, it was a good one. So then the last one is Cozy Cottage. Yeah, this is the one I didn't do. And the description for the warp disc was cottage core. Like I literally yeah. mentioned cottage core. <laughs> I love that. And so I teleported in the cozy cottage and you walk in and the treasure chests that you have been murdering the entire game. Which to we get didn't money, know was murder. I which, didn't know it was no murder. Well, I mean, they die, but you didn't know they were really sentient. Yeah. No. You walk in and it's a mom, a dad, and a baby. And the baby is the one that looks like what you've been murdering. <gasps> We've been murdering And that's babies. why they don't talk. The mom and the dad talked and they're like, welcome to our home. Welcome to our cozy cottage. And you can murder them. And as you start murdering them, they start like crying. So I murdered murdered the dad first. Because I knew it was going to have funny dialogue. Yeah, you had to do it. Yeah. And I murdered the dad first and the wife is like, Oh, my husband. No. <laughs> and then I murdered the wife and then I murdered the kid. But before you murder the kid, it starts crying. <gasps> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Okay, so I had I had read about it afterwards, so I knew that they were sentient, like afterwards, but I didn't actually like see the scene. Oh. Um, it was brutal. I didn't realize oh my god. It honestly made me feel gross. Uh, it made me feel gross. Uh, okay. okay. So Final boss time. Final boss time. You have killed all of the lackeys. They come searching for you. The other story piece that you find out is Kenny and his race of uh, sentient guns were pretty much massacred Mm -hmm. on their planet by the same people, by the G3. And he was the one that accidentally led the g3 to his planet yeah and all of the other guns get kind of mad at him uh, for obvious Obvious. reasons (laughs) and you also pick up a gun that is not working and you say gene can you get this Mm -hmm. gun working and then you do some story stuff and when you come back the gun is working and that's yeah let's do it (laughs) And that's let's do it. And all he can say is let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. And I think he's, he sounds like Sylvester Stallone. I don't know who voiced him, but he sounded like Sylvester Stallone to me. And I couldn't get over it. The other like funny thing about like the little backstory with Kenny and the fact that you're fixing let's do it is he specifically only told his secret because let's do it knew and so he told everybody and then it turns out that let's do it can only say let's, let's do, do it, it. <laughs> and he's like fuck i didn't have to tell and everyone's like you wouldn't have told yeah it's fun. the last commentary that i have on let's do it was a very much an inverted bell curve for me mm-hmm. where 
It was funny at first because all he says is let's do it. And he says it a lot. A lot. Like a lot. Every time you load up the gun, like every time every he's, time he's full ready bullets, to charge, yeah, like his yeah. charge is ready. And so it got very annoying. And then it said it so much that I was like, okay, this is funny again. <laughs> Yeah. And you go to Earth to fight Garmantuous, the final, final boss, mm-hmm. with Les Duet, who is extremely overpowered. So overpowered, like as a joke. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. 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 And, and it was fun. I, I had fun. I'm glad that the last fight wasn't like grueling. Yeah, the last fight was not too bad. And I was really thankful for that because some of the other bosses were pretty tough. And that yeah. one just wasn't too bad. No. Yeah. And the ending mm-hmm. and how you kill Garmantuous is... You he passes out, but he what you die. learn from Gene is you have to kind of kill him from the inside. Yeah, and he passes out, and his butthole is there. Right there. And then Kenny's like, "Shove me in there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna blow him up from the inside. Yeah, because like I'll your sacrifice bomb will myself. go off. It's yeah. like a whole spiel. Yeah. But did you switch to a different gun? I did. <laughs> And I didn't were, shove the other ones in well, there, Well, so my thought, the reason I switched is because I switched a creature because I thought maybe I'll shoot one of his babies <gasps> yeah, in sense. the butthole. What a good, what a creative solution. But it wouldn't let you do that. Oh. And the guns just get... They get mad and No, sad. they get they get nervous. They're like, are you going to sacrifice me instead? Well, and then you switch, <laughs> And then you switch back to Kenny and he's like, don't, don't scare the other guys. Yeah. Don't scare the other guys. I already said I would do it. <laughs> and so you shove Kenny in the butthole. Gar- Garmantuous blows up. Kenny still lives, of course. Still lives, yeah. as it should be. I yeah. didn't want him to die. I'm glad no, that he lived. No, me neither. Yeah. yeah. And then theoretically, the game is over. Yeah. But it's not, Maddie. It's not? No, it's not, because I have a secret achievement. <gasps> <gasps> Tell me more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will admit that I cheated. I did not figure out how to do it myself, although I did try. I tried. I knew that there was a secret ending because I had seen a line in some article about it. Okay. And, but I didn't know how to get it. And so I wandered around trying to do all those warp discs to figure out what it was. That's not what it was. And so I eventually looked it up because it was taking forever. And if you go back at the end and go back to the mayor's office, warp back in there, there is a key card on his desk Mm -hmm. for the human sanctuary. Uh So you snatch the key card for the human sanctuary and then you go back into the human sanctuary. Yeah. And then if you look up, so it's not any of the obvious doors, you have to look up and you have to scale your way up this giant tower to a secret door where you can scan this card. And then once you do, you figure out that the mayor has been experimenting on humans in the human sanctuary the entire time. Wait! The entire time. I wrote down, I think the mayor is a bad guy. (laughs) I think I'm, I think I'm sending humans. You were. Yeah. But I but then it never happened. It did. And happen. so I thought, oh, okay, that didn't play out. I thought I was teleporting humans to a trap. Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. The whole time. And so I you, predicted it and I thought it wasn't true. Okay. Yeah, you get there and they're all being experimented on. And then the creepy doctor that you kept seeing like videograms of inside yeah. the earlier labs is there. And you have been sending the humans there for like the mayor has made a deal with him for these humans and he has been experimenting on the humans the whole time. And so when you get there, um, he kills the mayor. Mayor's dead. Uh, you, like you kill the mayor. No, he kills the mayor oh. because he's incompetent. You know, like he led us there, right? Yeah. Because like we found his key card. And then he pretty much tells us humans are the thing. Like 
we need them to be these drugs. They are, do you even understand what's in your brain? Probably not. And then he warps away and uh, it leaves room for a sequel. It's just, it's the achievement you get afterwards is, you know, teasing a sequel is like what, what the secret one is called. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's really fun. It, it was fun. Cause like, I'm glad that I played it, but also I didn't suspect the mayor the whole time. I just thought it was funny that they were pe- putting him in a human zoo. And I thought if anything, it was going to be like, you buy tickets to go visit the humans, which I thought would be kind of funny. Um, yeah. And so I did not anticipate any traps. So good job. You were right. The whole yeah, time. that's so funny. <laughs> so the secret achievement that I got and you probably also got, but might not have noticed is once you beat, Garmantuous, mm-hmm. you get a secret achievement called Carried Stands Load to Completion. Finish the game with come in your inventory. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the first thing that popped up mm-hmm. as the achievement. Okay, and then one more achievement I wanted to mention before we do the recommendations. Mm-hmm. During the Nipulon fight, mm-hmm. he's like, and now you just got an achievement that you spent 15 hours in the alien strip club. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That was so funny. And he's like, like all totally your friends real. are going to see it. Yeah, all your friends are going to. I wish games would do more with fun achievements mm-hmm. like that. That was so Me fun. too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I loved this game. Yeah. Again, my humor, I feel like, is a good match for it. Yeah. I was cackling the whole time. Same. So many of the lines are so funny. And I honestly could give a crap about the gameplay, like, innovation. It was so funny. And to me, it was innovative to have your weapons talk to you and heckle you the whole time. That is funny to me. And that is innovative. And It's different. It is different. different. It is different. Yeah. And it's like, I I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. I would totally recommend and I would give it five out of five Care Bears. <gasps> Ooh, wow. Yeah, I really liked it. It's This is the first game that I think I've spent like the whole time laughing. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was fun. Yeah. I, no. I also had so much fun. It was just so much fun. It was so much fun. Oh, so much fun. And I gave it a four out of five Let's Do It. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> the reason I didn't give it the five out of five is I was trying to be more precious with my five mm. out of fives. I had a five out of five time. Yeah. But if I looked at the game a little critically, I was like, I can't really say that this game is to what some critics were saying. Mm-hmm. It was a bit repetitive. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't doing, it wasn't saying something I don't know. In games that are five out of five don't necessarily have to be saying yeah. something, but I was just kind of trying to think about the bugs I ran into. Yeah, and, and I didn't run into min like the ones I ran into were very minimal. So yeah, and 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 so I was just like, okay, f- four out of five. But but I had I had a five out of five time. Yeah, yeah. I will say that like when I was thinking about my like five out of five. When I play a game, there's a game that's just like, that was a good and fun game. And there's a game that was like, I haven't played a game like that before. And maybe there are other games out there Mm -hmm. like this that I could have played that would have given me that same feeling. But this is the only one that I've played. Yeah. And so for me, it really was the first time that I've sat there and played a game and actually like laughed out loud by myself at this thing. And I did it the whole game. Yeah. And that was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Recommend it. Totally. Me too. Yeah. And I recommend it if you have the humor, which you'll know, watch a trailer. Yeah. If the humor hits, the humor hits. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't hit, it don't hit. Yeah, you will not like it. You will not like it. (laughs) Uh -uh. And if you're easily offended, like with roadie humor, I don't know, like the fart joke kind of esque humor, like you're not going to like it. No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
you carry a load to completion. So, <laughs> well, if you're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good game. That was a good game. GG. Cool. GG. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe and rate it so the algorithm gods will be in our favor. And thank you so much (laughs) to the people that already have. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Baddie Breakdowns. Oh, and YouTube now. I forgot to add that in there. Sorry. Oh, uh, we're on YouTube now, which is really exciting. We don't have video yet, but we have our things on YouTube. So if that's your preferred platform, we are there. Or you can visit our website at baddiebreakdowns.com, which was made by me, Bridget Keen. The podcast art was made by the forever lovely Tanisha Vernicar, and the podcast was edited by Maddie Wisnot. Join us next time to hear two baddies break down The Last of Us, and yeah. it's going to be a double feature because we'll be talking about both the show and the game. Which and we is haven't cool. played it yet. Yeah, we haven't played it yet. We both also like minored in film. And so we are here for this. Shan, I'm just, I'm excited. It'll be good. Yes, me yeah. too. Okay. Thanks, everyone. See Bye. Ya.